Welcome to the podcast, you sons of friends. We're not swearing today. We're not we're not making inappropriate jokes. We are not going to make fun of anyone. We are going to do a strictly straight uh no joke podcast, all right? Because joking is insensitive, especially during this time when so many things are wrong in the world, right? There's no time for joking. All right, well, let's get uh, let's get into it, guys. We're going to we're going to stroke it off. And we're going to get into the Balls and Fist podcast. Let's start the intro. Hey, guys, do you want to hear a fact? Okay, here's the fact. Out of all the podcasters in the world, Mark has the biggest ball sack. Bombs so big that they frightened King Kong. Even my pews, the same height as Ken John. Is this evil about sports? I don't know. Something clever about how pitches like to throw. Does a glove fit? Cause I wear extra small. Probably why this podcast is so goddamn raw. Please listen to my bets and bet it all. Bet it. Even if you lose your money, come back. Yeah. Motherfucker, this is a comeback. Yeah. Literally, if you look at my back, just come on it. Damn. Motherfucker, I'm the supersonic. Come back. Supersonic, running fast. Is this podcast about sports? I don't know. I really Soccer don't. Balls, what is this Basketballs. Balls. Pregnant lady with a son. Balls. That's two balls. Three balls. Four balls. Suck my balls. Suck Mark's balls. Hi-hoo, my balls won't stop growing. Let's start the show. These balls are heavy. Oh shit, I stepped in it. All right, and we're back. Thanks for tuning in, yeah, yeah, creepo. Um, we got into the intro quick because I already started the podcast before I had to restart the podcast because my laptop froze. And honestly, this is because I had to get my uh, laptop refurbished. So you know, that's uh, you know, it can't take too much damage now. It's it's like a fighter that's been knocked out in the past. And now you just kind of touch his chin and he falls down, you know? So that's my laptop right now. So uh, we're going to console it. We're going to console my laptop. We're going to make it feel unique. We're going to make it feel special. We're going to treat it nicely. We're going to say nice words into the microphone, which goes into the laptop. Just so the laptop doesn't get overwhelmed and think like, oh, don't hit me. Don't hit me. So, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about the UFC. I mean, I already tried this once. We're going to get back into it. Let me save it. And I saved it. All right. So I think I'm going to have to save it literally like every minute because I spit gold, guys. I spit gold and I don't want to lose anything. Okay. I, I just gold. All right. I shoot ropes. All right. So um, let's get it started. We're going to go off with the uh, first fight. Okay, we're going to go with uh, irresponsible sports bets. We're starting quick because it's a nice day out. We got the patios, the girls with their feet out. Okay, um, all you foot fetishists, you know. Um, you know, I realize girls are not painting their nails. You know, I, excuse me for being a little shallow, but, you know, I, I'm doing my unibrow. You, you might as well do your nails. Okay, isn't that the, isn't that the societal trade-off that we're doing? You know, um, is that, so is that, 
I think that's fair. If I do my eyebrows, you do your nails. That's the like double standard equivalent. Um, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Unless, you know what? I will even throw in not clean shaven. Like, okay, so a woman doing her nails is equivalent to a guy. Let's say unibrow and deodorant. I think that's fair. Um, because men, mostly we are visual and we want to see a lady put together. And women, they want to see that a guy is put together in his own way. You know, he's not a messy guy. And, you know, because women hate messes. You leave an envelope on the counter and they're like, oh my God, look at this. What is child services going to come here? You know, so uh, that's uh, true as hell. Let me just say that. That must be like inbred into women where it's like any little mess is like a huge mess. How many times have you gone into like somebody's like your friend's house and their mom or, or their wife or girlfriend is like, I'm so sorry for the mess. And you're looking around like what? Like the only mess is your, your boyfriend, like my friend, like he's the only mess around here. It's nice that you avoid the mess that he is and think it's your home. But I mean, I guess that shows love, right? That she 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 doesn't uh, go. Wow, my husband's a mess. Thanks for coming, I guess, and avoiding all that red flag. Um. So yeah, let's get into. Did I did I start the intro? Did I? I don't know if I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I've done the intro eight times now, so I don't even know where I'm at. All right. So uh, yeah, let's start with the UFC guys. Paul Craig, a big Scotsman. I'm Scottish. He looks like uh, Uncle Willie. Not Uncle Willie. Um, confusing Uncle Phil with Groundskeeper Willie. But you know what? They probably are a mix of the two. Like, Paul Craig, definitely a mix of Uncle Phil because he's a big guy. Um, he's like Uncle Phil if you stretched him up. So he's thinner and taller. Uh, but he's white. Which kind of fits because Uncle Phil is like mixed, I guess. Um... So Paul Craig is a Scotsman, and to the weigh-ins yesterday, he looked like Braveheart. He painted his face blue. Oh, no. Oh, I thought it froze again. Thank God. Woo! Um, so, yeah, he's got a, a blue face paint, and he showed up super intense. He's fighting Jamal Hill. Um, Jamal Hill is 8-0, so he's not as experienced as Paul Craig. I think Paul Craig is like 13-4, and and he's fought quite a few monsters. Um... Jamal Hill, 8-0, and, oh, and so Paul Craig, I mean, let's just simplify this. Paul Craig is a white Scottish guy, Scotsman, and Jamal Hill is obviously a Chinese man. No, uh, Jamal Hill is, uh, let's simplify it, he's a uh, African-American, if I can say that. Um, so, that's just for simplicity purposes. I'm not, uh, it's not to be like, ooh, race wars... So, uh, Paul Craig, the Scotsman, he accused Jamal Hill of being too green. Okay, but too green, he means not enough, not experienced enough. And so, why, this pick that I'm going to pick now is a heart pick. Mark's heart pick. And if you know anything, my heart picks have been wrong. Just because they don't have to do with logic. It's just like what Mark wants to see. And what Mark wants to see, I'm speaking in third person... Mark is speaking in third person right now. Thank you very much. What Mark wants to see is 
Jamal Hill do it for all the people that have been accused of being too green in their industry. Right? And I, I relate to that. People have said, you know, I'm too green. You know? But, you know, a lot of times it's people who overestimate their experience. You know, maybe they're projecting, you know, how inadequate they were when they were green. You know? So this one's for Jamal Hill. He's doing it for all us quote-unquote inexperienced people, you know? Because, yeah, sure, maybe the Scotsman and whoever it is has experience. But if you're a natural, you know, that's just a way a, a, an experienced person who's insecure that's how they would kind of, you know, uh, um, their way of like demeaning you. Who doesn't like demeaning people, right? That's, I want a girlfriend for that. <clears throat> um, so Jamal Hill, so this is going to be a three-round fight. And uh, I don't, like Paul Craig is good at grappling and I know he's had a few submissions. I don't see him... I don't see him submitting Jamal Hill. And Jamal Hill, he's a striker. I don't see him knocking Paul Craig out. So I think it's going to go a distance. I, I think it's going to go three rounds. And I think it's going to be 29-28. Unanimous decision, Jamal Hill. Okay, so that's going to go all three rounds. Now, this fight, we got Edwards, Leon Edwards versus uh, Nate Diaz. Leon Edwards... He's a British guy. My, my my United Kingdom accents are so horrible. Like, I could do a good Chinese. I could do a good Indian. But, I mean, th those are both the offensive ones. Isn't it weird how you can do it, like, you can't do an Indian voice or Chinese because it's mocking? But then you're allowed to do a British one? Why? Just because they were a superpower? You know? But China's a superpower. India's becoming a superpower. Why the double standard? Is it just the white skin part? And it's odd, because Leon Edwards is black. He's not even... This is weird. This is such a weird uh, hodgepodge of who you cannot diss and who you can. Huh. So, um, keeping focused, uh, because it's nice out, I want to go get a tan. Because I'm, uh, I'm white as hell. Like, my nipples are even white right now. I got those Lindsay Lohan nipples, where it's like... They're like a white hue of pink you know um it looks like a white gatorade you know the white gatorade it's like icy icy nips get your icy hot nips get ya get ya old hot white icy nips um so yeah leon edwards young up and coming uh he fought Bilal muhammad um when was that a couple months ago and he actually, like, almost took out Muhammad's eye. And uh, I don't know if you remember that one, where Muhammad was on the ground. They had to stop the fight. Because, like, I can't see, man. I can't see. And I'm not mocking him. I'm literally not. Like, I would hate to be blind. Um, even temporarily, you know? Like, you'll never be able to watch porn again, or you could only watch it through one eye. Isn't that the funny? That's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, it's not like to see my nephew and niece. It's like, no, like hardcore violent pornography. Uh, it's <laughs> good. I'm glad I'm in therapy. Um, 
Yeah, so the winner of this fight, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, Nathaniel Diaz, is that they're next in line for the title shot. Because uh, the, the, for the title right now is uh, Kamaru Usman, and he'll be rematching Colby Covington. So uh, winner of Edwards Diaz gets the winner of Colby Usman. And uh, if you know Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz is an OG, smokes a lot of weed. Even at the press conference, <clears throat> even at the press conference, I thought it was illegal. But yeah, he was smoking weed at the press conference. He was offering it to other fighters. And uh, he's such an OG. He reminds me of like Mark Wahlberg when Mark Wahlberg was still committing hate crimes. Like he has that swag, you know, like that hip hop, you know, young, like wear the pants below the underwear, you know, underwear showing above the pants. You know, that's a cool swag that's, you know, you won't see that type of guy again um, after Nate Diaz retires. Like, I do that. I do the I do the underwear hanging above the pants. But at the same time, you know, like, I was going to say I don't smoke as much weed as Nate Diaz, but then that is also questionable. But I just, uh, maybe I'm a bigger punani. We're trying not to swear today. We're, we're saying punani. Um, let's see if I can not swear today. Because when you speak off the cuff, you know, it's bound to freaking happen. Um, yeah, so Nate Diaz, great at jujitsu. Uh, but I think, honestly, I think he's too slow for Leon. I think Leon is going to piece him up. And you know Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz can take a lot of punishment. Um, so, I think it is five rounds. Let me check. Um, where are we at? UFC. Um, pa -ra -pa -pa -pum -pum. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Yeah, so, <clears throat> Nate Diaz is 36 years old. Leon Edwards is 29. Like, that's a huge advantage and Leon entering his prime 18 and 3 versus Nate Diaz 21 and 12 I can't I don't see Leon putting away Nate Diaz because Nate Diaz is super durable he can take a lot of punishment so this probably will go to decision unless unless the fight is stopped due to Nate Nate Diaz's um uh, he has this, what is it? It's not skin tag, but it's like, um, what's that? Skin, not, I was going to say intercourse. It's not intercourse. It's like, not a scab. Nate Diaz eye. Hold on, let's see. Um, eyebrow. Yeah, so like, for example, Nate Diaz's last fight against Masvidal, he had to get 25 stitches. Above his eye, so his eyebrow. Um, so I mean, and Leon throws some like heavy elbows and kicks. And I mean that that's perfect to kind of separate that, you know, give that same gash to Diaz. So that's the only thing about this fight that I do see it going full, you know, three or five rounds, however many rounds it is. But at the same time, unless Leon can 
you know, kind of connect with that eyebrow, it might that'll be the only thing that ends the fight early. There, are, there obviously is the potential of Diaz submitting Leon, but I don't... I think Leon's just too young and vibrant right now. And, you know, Nate Diaz is near the end of his career, probably one of his last fights. So... I think more than likely it's going to go decision. And if it's not a decision, it's going to get stopped early due to Nate Diaz cut on his eye. All right, so next we got uh, Figueredo versus Moreno. There's always something good about not having somebody representing you. Like, uh, you know, when you're watching a fight and then one of them resembles you, like for me, let's say it's a white guy versus a Chinese guy. Like, obviously, I'm going to choose the white guy. He's like my representative. It's kind of like, um, you know, like politicians. They they represent you in your area. And it's like, oh, that's my guy. You know? You know, it's all about teams. So, uh, let's save this. I will save this. So, it's always uh, less pressure. Like, okay, for example. For example, the Toronto Raptors are not in the playoffs. So, there's no stress on me. Now I could just literally watch the playoffs and not be stressed out and enjoy basketball for what it is and not have my heart put into this team. You know, because if I'm watching the Raptors, I'm like, come on, man, pass the ball. Oh, you can't hit a layup. You can't even hit a dunk. You know, I'd turn into, isn't it funny when I'm not actually that guy, but I know a lot of people who get pissed off and they make it seem like, how couldn't he hit that three-pointer? He was wide open. It's like you can't even keep up with your bills. You can't even keep up with your bills, and you're asking this guy to hit a three-pointer in front of 20,000 people screaming at him. You know, your baby mama yells at you, and you're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. You know, so back up. Get your own sandwich. Uh, so Figueiredo is from Brazil. He's a mean little Amazonian sadistic warrior he's had brutal wins with like crazy knockouts crazy submissions and uh but he finally looked human against moreno the guy he fought he's fighting now they fought for the first time in december and moreno was the first guy to take his punches he was the first guy to take his punches and eat those punches and fire back he wasn't scared moreno is a, a mexican a cute little mexican he looks like a boy, and he has like a boyish charisma. He looks like a, he actually looks like a monkey, you know? And that's not dissing, like I, I mean this in a, um, not an inflammatory way, but like um, um, sympathetic? What, what, what's, what's, I don't know, you guys know what I mean. It's cute. He looks like a little monkey man. You know, he looks like he just kind of chills at the jungle gym. Like I wish, yeah, he's got like a boyish charm. So... He's at Moreno, the, the Mexican. He is entering this fight super confident. And you can even see in the press conference, he was even talking a little shit. And uh, got inside Figueredo's head. Figueredo pushed him uh, during the, the stare down. You know? And, and, you know, you could see that Figueredo's pissed off because he's champion. He's not being respected. But I think, I don't know, Moreno. Yeah, sure, he did amazing in that first fight. But I just hope he's not overconfident right now you know it's a tough line to to balance being confident and overconfident you know how it's um it's a tough line 
great great analysis mark um so <sighs> this i'm gonna be honest with you is a turning into a tiny bit of a heart pick it's tiny bit of a heart pick because I want Moreno. I want Moreno to win. Because Figueredo is such a little bastard. Like a little bastard man. You know? And such a mean little guy. Like, you know he... You know, like, if he banged your girlfriend, like, he's going all out. And he's going to send you a picture. He might send you a video. You know? Whereas Moreno, if he sees your ex, he'll probably just, like, wave at her shyly and, you know... You know, he won't even take a picture and be like, hey, I saw your girlfriend. You know, he, you could just tell he's that type of guy. You know, he's happily married. I'm just making all these assumptions. Happily married. Beautiful wife, beautiful kids. I'm just making up a whole life story for him because he's cute. Isn't that funny? People we find cute that were like, oh, they just, they seem better at life. Like, you know, we'll give him benefit of the doubt. Okay, and so for the main event, we got Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. So Israel Adesanya, I can't imagine the Palestinians are going to want him to win. Um, Israel is the champion. He's been a champion for a few years now of the, um, what are they, middleweight? One, 185? Yeah, 185. Um and so this is also a rematch because uh, Vittori and Israel, they fought, I think, two, three years ago. And uh, Vittori still holds on to that. He still thinks that he won and that he got robbed by the judges. And uh, Israel is like, you're delusional. You know, whatever accent that is. It's like, a, I think he was born in Nigeria. Yeah, born in Nigeria, but raised in New Zealand. So that's his accent. That's what I was imitating there. Can we imitate black people with New Zealand accents? Is that... Everything's confusing now. You can't do this, you can't do that. Um, so Vittori... Vittori's been on an impressive run, though, recently. I think he's won five in a row since that uh, Israel-Adesanya fight. And... Uh, he looked really good in his last fight against... Um, did he fight Holland? I know he fought Hermanson, and he dominated Hermanson and had crazy energy for five rounds. Um, what's his face? Vittori. I'm pretty sure he did fight Holland. Yeah, he did. So he beat Holland by, by decision. Uh, mm-hmm... But, you know, Israel has fought much, much better competition. And Israel did lose his last fight to Jan Blahovich in the... Israel went up in weight to 205 to fight Jan Blahovich, the champion of 205, and uh, lost. So it wasn't... I don't think it was anything off his back, because I think he was kind of preparing to fight John Jones at 205. He wanted to see if he could do it. And I think he just realized that he, he's too thin, so he came down to 185 again. And I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Israel, being like, oh, he lost, he looks human. You know, but that was just a big, big man he was fighting. So, you know, 
yeah, he he's fighting. Um, he just fought crazier competition. Vittori. I mean, the last two fights he fought good guys, but they're not top three. You know, um, but he believes. Marvin Tori believes, you could tell he believes that he will become champion. And that is sometimes enough to have that belief, you know, it gives you, you know, that warrior spirit, you know, you don't have to, nothing to fear. You're like, I'm just going to take the champion championship off him. So that that's something that's confusing in this fight. Vittori looks like an Italian vampire, let's just say that. Um... Let's see. Because Vittori's been super intense. He's like, he's psychotic when he gets into like, uh, like shit talking and stare downs. You got to see that. You got to, he, <laughs> he's got like a crazy twitch. Yeah, he's not normal. But, um, man, I just, because I think Marvin Vittori wants to, I think he'll want to prove that he can strike with Israel. But then I think he'll try to take him down, wrestle him. I feel like he'll try to end it. I think the only way Marvin can win is with his guillotine choke. Unless it does go to decision, maybe he could win. But I think Marvin will have to be the aggressor. And Israel, you know, Israel's good at countering. He's good at countering other people's aggression. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. Perfect offense versus defense. and But I just think with Israel, all the people he's fought, I think his experience is just off the chart. I don't... As hungry as Vittori is, and the chance he has to be the first Italian UFC champion, I just don't see... I don't think he's had enough experience. You know, he's got the belief, but I don't think he has the experience. So I think I gotta, I think I gotta go Israel. But I think it will go a full five rounds. I think it's going to go full five rounds decision. And I think at most, Vittori will get two rounds. So I think it's going to be three rounds to two. Um, for Israel. And I don't think I predicted where Moreno and Figueredo... I think that's going to be a decision as well. I think Moreno... Again, this is a heart pick though. It's a heart pick. So you gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt. And I only say it's going decision because Moreno outlasted Figueredo last time. You know, not outlasted him, but he 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 stayed the full five rounds. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get submitted like everybody else. However, Figueredo was saying, "Oh, he was sick." He's like, "Oh, I wasn't." He said, "I was only at thirty percent, not even a hundred percent." Now, is that excuses? Honestly, I think so, but then we don't know about this little Amazonian man. We don't know if he was actually sick or not. You know, maybe it was psychosomatic, it was in his head, that like, oh, this fight was too close, I'm going to say I'm, I'm sick. You know, and uh, <clears throat> Figueredo actually even had a tough time getting down to weight. They said uh, only with like a minute to spare, he got down to the weight, uh, was it 125? You know, so, this is going to be interesting. Um... So yeah, I'm gonna go Moreno decision. 
Five rounds. It's going to go five rounds. Moreno's going to get the decision. Heart pick, though. That's also a heart pick. And uh, let's get into the NBA. Today's Jazz versus Clippers. The Jazz are up 2-0. Paul George is doing his Paul George playoff stuff. That's to be expected. And here's the thing. Now everybody's hating on Paul George. Like, I was doing... I was hating on Paul George when it was cool. Like, nobody was doing it. I was like a hipster Paul George hater. But now now it's like a, like you sell out by hating on Paul George because everybody's doing it. I'm not, you know me. I don't do what everybody else does. You know, if everybody goes left, I'm going right and backwards. You know, if you want to move forward in life, I'm going to move backwards just to show you. So, uh... Um, where are they playing? I think... Oh, they're playing in LA, I believe. I think the Clippers may steal this game, but then they'll lose game four and go down three to one. And I think the series will end in six, four, two, jazz. Um, nothing else to say about that. Who else is there? Um, ooh. The Bucks beat... The Nets. All right, so let's see who's playing tomorrow. Today, today we got Jazz Clippers. So, I think the Clippers are gonna take uh, Game Three today. Oh, it's always annoying with the email. Bring! I don't even know how to turn it off. I remember, um, what's his face? Matthew McConaughey when he, when he was on Joe Rogan podcast. His email thing kept going off. And then Joe Rogan was like, do you need that? And then you could tell Matthew McConaughey was like, hey, hey, hey. You know, he didn't say that. I'm, I'm improvising here. But you could tell, like, you could tell Matthew McConaughey has a lot of, like, yes men around him. Because he was kind of, like, defensive to Joe Rogan even saying that. So it's cool to see the egos, you know. And, but I don't have anybody here to tell me to pipe down my email. I'm the only one telling me to yeah right exactly that makes sense all right get 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 with the program mark all right so tomorrow we got the nets versus bucks brooklyn's brooklyn's brooklyn is winning two to one right now and um wait is harden injured Let's see. If Harden's injured, this will be a series. Let's see. I don't know. I think I think he's still in. So yeah, with Harden still in in the series, I, I can't see Brook, um, the Bucks beating Brooklyn. So I think that'll end in six, potentially seven games, uh, but probably six, maybe even five. Uh, other than that, who else we got? Uh, Suns versus Nuggets. Nah, this is crazy. This is, I never would have expected this, that the Phoenix Suns would get not only into the playoffs, but this far. And almost sweeping the team of the MVP, Nikola Jokic. You know, that's, I think it's that mixture of the veteran leadership from Chris Paul Mixed with the young up up and comers, um, Devin Booker, and whoever else they have, 
something about the Suns, I don't like watching them play because I don't like their jerseys. Like, I want them to go back to the old, old orange one. You know, with the flying sun. Um, so this is pretty crazy. They're up 3-0 on the Nuggets. And the Nuggets, like, besides Jokic, like, Aaron Gordon is... Aaron Gordon is like Elton Brand now. Like, modern-day Elton Brand. But in the modern game. And he doesn't fit into the modern game. He's too much like he's stuck in between <clears throat> a three and a four. Like, um, he's stuck in between small forward and power forward. Doesn't really fit into either. And he's not a guy you want taking three-pointers. Like, you can Huh. Like, he's got to be like a young Blake Griffin. But he doesn't have that aggression. You know, and... and I don't know. He's like a... Yeah, yeah. He has the potential to be a young Blake Griffin. But he's being a, a, a Elton Brand. You know, and that just doesn't fit into this game. Jamal, in, Jamal Murray's injured. I mean, if they had him, this would probably be a series. But you got Will Barton at point guard. Like, phew, come on. That's like this generation's Milt Palacio. If you don't know Milt Palacio, yeah, you just proved my point. Who is Will Barton? Um, and if you know who P Milt Palacio, you're like, oh, that's a deep cut. You know, you know your old school basketball. Um, let's see. We got 76ers versus Hawks. And uh, Philly's up 2-1. to one. Yeah, you know, I want the Hawks to win, but more than likely, I think this is going to go seven games, 76ers win. So, yeah, those are my picks for now. And uh, I'm, I'm patios are open, and I want to go experience that. So I think that's going to be it for the podcast today. And if you want to, hey, smash the like button, share it with your friends. Uh, but also, I mean, if you're listening to this, even if you're not listening to this, write a five-star review. Just be like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. Like, oh, my God, he's so good at what he does. Even if you're lying, I don't care if you lie. You know, I have my bank. Whenever I go to the bank, they always have a thing where it's like, give us a five-star review. You know, it's like, I mean, I'd prefer to give you a two-star, potentially zero. But I like how you're kind of asking a leading question of like, hey, would you like to leave us a five-star review? So, uh, you know, if you do it for your bank, I mean, do it for me. I don't have the money that banks do. I don't have much money at all. But it certainly would help my career if I get some five-star reviews. Um, you know, even leave some, you know, even if you left me a five-star review already, make another account. You know, make another account. Give yourself a nickname. Uh, um, I don't know Mark. I don't know who he is. You know, maybe that's your nickname. You know, that five stars for Mark Mark. So patios are open. We're playing chestnut checkers, baby. That's how we're doing it. That's always funny whenever people say that. I know Jamal Hill said that in his uh, pre-fight uh, pre press conference versus Paul Craig. He said, well, I play chess, not checkers. I had, I had a guy say that to me one time as well. Like, uh, it was on stage. It was in Mississauga, like outside Toronto. And uh, it was at this Irish pub. And I made a joke. Oh, this guy goes, don't get married. And I said, why? They don't let you do anal anymore? And this guy's like, what did you say? You know, he's pissed off. I'm like, you just said don't get married. Maybe I should get pissed off at you for telling me not to get married, right? But I made a joke out of it. 
you know, a quick thinking McGillicuddy right here. I said, um, why, the, like the anal stops? He goes, you're talking about my wife. I'm like, I don't even know who your wife is. You're here alone with like four, like eight glasses of beer around you. You know, he goes, hey, watch it, buddy. Hey, we're playing chess, not checkers. I'm like, I don't, we're not playing either, to be honest. Like, how come people keep using that incorrectly? Like the same way people, like NBA players, when they win the MVP, they're like, I'm humbled. No, you're not humbled. You're, you're, you're ego driven right now. Cause you're like, oh, my ego is fulfilled right now. That's the opposite of humble. You, <laughs> it's always funny when like, you can tell that whoever the PR team is for the, the players are just like, just, just be humble. And so the NBA player is lost in translation. They're like, I'm humbled. It's like, no, you idiot. That's not how it works. See, this is why we need more people going to university and like college and actually like finishing. Because we're all getting like, our influencers of society are just like guys who did barely finish high school and barely finish one year of college. You know, so, um, hey, I mean, that's why society is the way it is, baby. You know, my hero is Jake Paul. Not. Um, other than that, Chestnut Checkers. Um, another thought I had, uh, I want a dog. I want a dog, but uh, the only thing is I don't want to clean up its shit. I swore. Um, that was my first swear. Put it in the swear jar. Yeah, I, I don't want to clean up its shit, but... Here's the trade-off I'll give. I'll rescue a dog. I'll rescue it from the, the pound, like the shelter. But I'm not cleaning up its shit. And you could say, oh, but you have to. Okay, then I won't get the dog. Right? So do you want the dog put down just because some guy didn't want to pick up its shit? Like, I've put my hand in dog shit one time. Literally. I'm not even joking. I put. I was playing basketball on my driveway... And the ball went, like, on the grass. And I went on the grass to, like, you know, um, to go get the ball. Retrieve the ball like a dog. And so I slipped on the grass and my hand went, literally, I swear to God, went right in dog shit. You know, and it wasn't that bad. Everybody else was like, oh, because all my friends were there. It was my birthday. But it's like, okay, I'll just go inside and wash my hands. It's not like I'm eating it. I'm not... I'm not putting in inside my butt, you know, it's, you know, it's not that bad. You, oh, dog shit. Even, it get, even if it gets on your shoe. I mean, we all carry, even if it gets on your hand, like we all carry hand sanitizer now. So, I mean, it's not, it's not such a big deal. Like we're already kind of prepared to deal with dog shit being on our hands. You know, so that's the thing. I'll rescue a dog, but I won't clean up its shit. Take it the way you want, PETA. Um... But I mean, like, how, how much do you love dogs? You know, how much do you want? You know, they're always like, don't get a brand new dog, get a rescue. No. You know, like, if if I am gonna clean up dog shit, it's gonna be a brand new dog. Straight off the boat. You know, brand new package, like, rip up the package. Ooh, Merry Christmas, you know. Give myself a little uh, English bulldog, maybe a pit bull, maybe a bull pit. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, PETA, think about it. How how much do you really need me to clean up that dog shit to rescue that dog? 
right? So uh, one of the other things, though, I'm planning on doing a lot of traveling. So I don't know if I can travel with a dog. Especially the dog shitting everywhere. Like, the dog's going to shit in a plane. I'm just going to be like, yeah, this is a part of the plane now. You know, this is... Uh, you got to scrape that off, stewardess. And other than that, in uh, besides the dog talk, I'm looking for a sugar mama. Because uh, I got my passion. I, I'm passionate about my career in stand-up. And I'm an up-and-comer. Uh, I'm not an established name. I barely have any name. And I don't even really have a consistent stage name. I change my name all the time. Um, call me an enigma. All right. no, Nobody cool calls himself an enigma. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking for a sugar mama that wants to basically pay for me to do stand-up comedy and travel. And I'll be your companion. But I won't bang you because you're probably old. You know, old neck. You know, stretched out labia and holes all worn out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you... I had a basketball net growing up. And... You know, every time you shoot the ball, it kind of tears on the net. You know, the net kind of gets ripped up. And after a while, you know, it starts ripping and you're just like, I need a new net. You know, but you can't really do that with your holes. You can't just be like, I need new holes. No, those are your holes for life. So, you know, I mean, women want to be like, hey, let, let me abuse my hole um, daily. You know, like, what's my point? I don't know. But I'm looking for a sugar mama. And uh, if you know a lady that wants to, that is lonely, needs a companion. Um, see, I'll, I'll, I'll massage you, but I'm not massaging for long. Not more than five minutes. Like, I, I don't massage for longer than five minutes. Um, so just know that, sugar mama. Uh, I like my alone time, sugar mama. So... And I like to travel, even though I haven't traveled for like five years, maybe three years. Yeah, three years. Um, two years. So Sugar Mama, know what you're getting into before we get into it. But I am okay. Honestly, 2000, 2000 a week would be pretty good. You know, um... How often do I have to see you? Maybe, let's say three, man, three times a week is a lot for somebody I don't love. And that's the thing, I might grow in connection with you and like forget that you're 80 years old. And then now I am massaging you, you know, and you're like old wrinkly back. You know, now I'm squirting like um, hand sanitizer and like suntan lotion, Frank's red hot sauce, all on your back and stuff. I mean, you know how I do in a relationship. Getting hot and spicy with it. All right, guys, that's been a wrap. This has been the podcast. Uh, we did things a little differently today. And uh, because of that, have yourself a good freaking night. Enjoy yourself, you, 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 big, you big boy and big girls.